0: You in Seattle, Seattle and you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to ride and dance it down at down.com. Hey everybody, it's the Ron and Don show. Ronanddon.com Hey you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 504 now of the Ron and Don Show And we are back in the Les Schwab studio
1: What is up, Ron
0: and Don Nation? Hey, coming up this edition of the Ron and Don Show We're going to talk about Canada Oh, Canada? Yeah, they're about to do something They're going to try to tackle the opioid crisis Let's see if that might work somewhere uh, in Seattle Also, chat, GPT. A lot of people are talking about chat, G-P-T And now that chat has a detection connected to it and you can figure out if your partner is cheating on you or not. How about that? Before we get to that though, uh, let's get to this. Nobody is talking really about Tyree. It's been very interesting to me as we saw these numerous police officers down in Memphis basically murder a young black man on camera who'd just been out taking pictures and he was on his way home something happened where one of the officers says he was driving the wrong way down the street which i've done before and i got pulled over and my life wasn't taken as a result of that i remember moving to california it was nighttime lost disoriented I was in a 78 green Westphalia bus heading the w- wrong way down the interstate. And, and a cop was nice enough to stop me, get me turned around. I just moved there and didn't know where I was. So it appears that he was about a football field away from home. He's yelling and screaming for his mom. You may or may have not seen this video. She said she can't watch the whole thing. Ron. It, it, was, it was interesting to me. I thought I would turn on the television set that we'd watch some, and maybe this happened in the NBA, but I watched some NFL football I thought we would have seen maybe notes on shoes that athletes will sometimes do or in a pre and a post, want to have a comment, want to have a chat, want to have a talk. Why is nobody, and even, even on my social media feed, I put some things out in the internet just to see if people want to engage. People don't want to engage on on, on this topic the way they did about George Floyd. Why is that?
1: Boy, I don't know if I have the answer to that. I do know that uh Vice President Kamala Harris was at his memorial service. Al Sharpton gave the eulogy. So like there was a pretty, you know, sizable attendance in Memphis. Uh the people uh, the officers in the Scorpion unit there have been charged with murder and they're going to shut that Scorpion unit down. Um so I mean there there has been quite a bit of attention, but you're right, there's not the groundswell of nationwide um nationwide protests and and i don't know what the answer is really i mean it might be it's 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 tragic that this coincides with the beginning of black history month and you already see that being turned into a political football uh online and with you know black history month and critical race theory and all these things in the ether i'm with you i i thought that there would be more Action on this. I could not watch the video. I looked at the still pictures. I scrolled through the stills, and you just saw the devastating damage done to this guy while he's detained by the Scorpions, and I couldn't watch the video. Was like, yeah, I, do I, not, think, I do not want to watch it. I think die. what
0: it is is, is, it, is it's black-on-black black crime, and white people, and I'll just say it. I haven't heard anyone else say this. This might be controversial, but I think it's true. I think white people are just sitting this one out. There's a lot of white people that are still trying to figure out privilege. Do I have privilege? What is white privilege? Is that something that is real? And when you look at these black police officers really destroying this young man in a very slow fashion, I just have to ask myself, is this the first time they've ever done this? Is this the very first time that they rough somebody up? And and, and it must be, because I don't think they've killed anyone else, at least not that I know of. But, but it didn't look like it was a group of men doing something, and even afterwards, when they had a chance to reflect, when they had a chance to get him help. Uh, the only thing they were reflecting on is the one officer was mad because he thought he broke his leg because he kicked him so hard. And then the other officers were complaining because, like the bad news bears, they all... They they literally uh, prayed, sp- sprayed pepper spray in each other's faces. I've only been pepper sprayed once. Uh, the pain lasted 12 hours. It was military-grade pepper spray, and I jumped in a fray trying to help a police officer, and he called in the next day, a Dallas police officer, that said, thanks for jumping in. But it, But it is one of the most painful things that I've ever experienced in my life. And then you see some of the officers pouring water, Uh, which makes it worse. If you want to know what it feels like next time you go to, do people go to pizza huts or shakies anymore? You you know how they have the the shakers on the counters and in one, they have the Parmesan cheese and the other one has those hot peppers. Take those hot cayenne peppers that are in the shaker because that's what's in that military grade uh, uh, spray bottle and just rub that in your eyes. And then, and then pour some water on that and tell me how that feels. Or rub some on your tongue and what happens when you pour water on your tongue. It is, re- it is fire. It just turns into a fireball. So these guys couldn't have been trained when it comes to pepper spray because they were pouring water in their eyes when they should have known not to do that. It makes it worse and they should have been pouring milk. What, what, what upset me, uh, there's a lot of things here that upset me, but, but you're holding this gentleman and you're telling him to put his hands behind his back one hand, he can't put me on his back because he's awkwardly sitting on it. And then the other arm has been yanked by the other officer and you don't want him to touch his face. But what are you guys doing? You're touching your faces because it's so uncomfortable and it hurts so much. And you're pouring water in your eyes. You didn't pour any water in his eyes. Why didn't someone go get a quart of milk for him, right? Nobody was doing that. Nobody was offering that kind of love or that kind of service. And I, and I just wonder, how do you get to a place where you devalue a human so much, uh and we all have to take part in that conversation. This is not a conversation that white people uh just get sit, they get to sit one out. This is the conversation where we really need to 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 lean in and understand that what we saw in the Memphis Police Department is in a lot of police departments around the country,
1: yeah, and I think this I think it goes back to the history on this where you give a group of guys military grade weaponry military grade transportation military style training you deploy them into a situation where they are uh basically in tactical gear and they respond like a military tactical unit like i don't know why that surprises people uh, that they turn into a military tactical unit because that's what they've been trained for. That's what they look like. And that's what, in a sense, they in their brains have been preloaded to behave like that. So uh, I, I agree with you. I, I've kind of sat this one out in a way. Um, and I tell you what, I will I will engage more with this story, Don, and and, and sort of educate myself more because it's just, it's painful for me to watch, and I don't know if there's a solution, so I've sort of sidestepped it. Yeah.
0: All right. More on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, can we talk about Les Schwab and Les Schwab tires for a moment? Hey, before you go anywhere, this is what I want you to do as we head into the spring driving season. Stop by a Les Schwab and ask for a free pre-trip safety check. What does that mean? Look at your tires, your batteries, your brakes, your lines, so much more. Then they make recommendations – based upon what you really need, Ron, and not what they're trying to sell you, right? Yeah,
1: but if you do need new tires, you can save up to $150 during the Les Schwab Founders Day Celebration Sale on select tire sizes and types. Schedule an appointment today at leschwab.com, or you can just stop by. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952.
0: Hey, you guys. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. And let's talk about real estate agents, big brokerages, small brokerages, and commissions. Money, money, money. Guess who doesn't want to talk about it? Yeah. Sometimes your real estate agent that took all your money is in a Cancun right now. (laughs) Or a real estate agent that I know that just made $60,000 and he went out and bought a play. Ron, it is pretty incredible that brokerages, real estate agents, they don't want to talk about commissions, and guess what? We do, because when it comes to commissions, everybody should make sure, whether you use us or somebody else, that you negotiate that commission. That right there is non-negotiable.
1: It is non-negotiable, and there have just been some huge changes in how this all works in Washington State. Uh, the lawyers all got together. They have rewritten all of the rules around this, all of the forms, all of the disclosures, and it is radically different than even six months ago on how we disclose who gets paid, how you get informed about who and what and how everybody gets paid. Don and I would like to do that journey with you, let you know with full transparency so you can trust exactly what is happening in your real estate. Yeah, sector. we're always
0: going to talk about the commission. And I will also say this, sometimes you guys are paying too much. Sometimes you're not paying enough, right? If you want me to do all the work to your house, you're going to have to pay me you wanna do all the work and we're just selling your house? Yeah, let's pay you, all right? Find out more at Ronandonsitdown.com. Let's talk commissions at ronanddonsitdown.com. And make sure, even if you're using another agent, one of the first things you should be talking about is the things that people don't wanna talk about, and that's your money, 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 money. And now, back to The Ron and Don Show. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don show. I will say this, if you're you're a police officer today and you're responding to calls and you think about just some of the drugs that people are on, that people just weren't on in the 60s and 70s, even in the 80s, because those drugs weren't invented yet, they are incredibly powerful, just incredibly powerful. And I think it's one of the reasons why, and we just talked about Memphis a little bit, it's one of the reasons why you look at the Seattle Police Department who you know the council devoted to voted to defund the police, and now we have a new police chief who's actively out trying to recruit police officers and saying, "Hey, what if we threw you know30,000 dollars at you?" Still, people aren't lining up to become Seattle cops they're not lining up to become cops anywhere. I think because the people on our streets are so entitled uh, here in Seattle, we call them clients. Uh, at some point. You'll, you'll, you'll hear homeless advocates say, well, not everyone's a criminal. Yeah, they kind of are. Everyone is a cr- If you're camping in a spot, you're not supposed to, to camp in the city of Seattle. That's been criminalized, right? We just, we just don't back it. And the bottom line is this. If you're living in a derelict RV or a derelict tent, you need $100 a day for a heroin habit. You need three hits a day. Those hits are usually about 30 bucks, so you need about $100 a day a day just to get through the day just so you don't have to come down and have tremors and shake and all the other so where are you going to get that stuff if you're in a broken down rv most of them don't run right you're going to you're you're going to walk up into the neighborhoods in the middle of the night you're going to check doors you're going to steal stuff you're going to break into cars break into homes break into sheds break into boats break into rvs and take whatever you can from that neighborhood because you know you know when the police are called that they're not coming. We have less than a thousand officers right now in the city of Seattle. so with all that said, Ron Canada is looking at this they're looking at a Portugal model that you've talked out you've talked about a lot it's pretty evident we're not going to arrest our way out of this or shame people uh, Shame is just not going to work when you're that addicted to some of these per, uh Hardcore drugs. What are they doing up in Canada, and is that something you think could work here in Seattle?
1: Well, it's, um, it is a program in Vancouver, in BC, British Columbia, so right, right north of the uh, Seattle area. And what they've decided to do is to try this thing that was pioneered in Portugal, and it is to decriminalize all drugs uh, up to, I think, 2.5 grams it might be 2.5 ounces, which is a lot, but uh, I would have to double check that number. And uh, the distribution and trafficking of drugs is still illegal, but the possession of, of drugs, no matter the drug, is not illegal. And so if someone is, uh, if the police are called, you get into a disorderly or a theft or anything like that, and the person is high or has these drugs on them, they are not arrested. They're diverted to um, some services, some treatment areas. And in in the Portugal model, at least, the treatment allows you to still take your drug and they will give you a medical grade version of the drug that you're on. And so what they found in Portugal, here's the, here's the kicker, which, is, which I don't know if Canada's doing and I don't know if anywhere in the United States has even thought about this. They flipped the funding uh, in Portugal, during the war on drugs period, the, the fundi- funding was 90% law enforcement and prisons, 10% treatment rehabilitation. Uh, and in their program, which has seen success, they flipped that to 90% rehabilitation, 10% law enforcement. And so if Can- Canada's doing this, pro- this trial program, Say so we will just make a difference because what we've learned in the war on drugs is the abstinence model does not work. People still want drugs and they still consume drugs. Shaming people through religion or societal shame, that does not work. They still We still have tons of users. And so if we're going to battle this and make any sort of dents in it, the criminalization model does not work. I am not a drug guy. I don't take drugs. I'm not a fan of drugs. However, when you just step back from it, I I would recommend people, and I don't know if you've ever read it, Don, there's a book called Chasing the Scream. And if you want to get a different perspective on this, and it covers this this situation here in uh, in Portugal, read that book. It's by a British journalist, um, Chasing the Scream. It opened your eyes to like what is what? How did the war on drugs come to be? Does it work? And what do we want solutions to be? So I, I really want to follow this in Canada because I'm hoping that it works. The, the 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 goal here is not to get a bunch of people doing drugs. The goal, when you read the Portugal model, is to get people back into society. And what they found is, for many people, if you're an opioid addict, they're going to take a microdose of opioids every day for the rest of their life but they're not going to be in this cycle of homelessness and theft and crime and poverty. It's a pharmaceutical grade. It's way less expensive to society to just say, Hey dude, you're, you have a habit. Here's a microdose of an opioid every day. We're going to prescribe it to you. You've reunited with your family. You can go to work. You can be a productive member of society. You just happen to take this in the same way that another person takes a different medication every day. But you have to get over yourself and your own judgments about that. Portugal, they found drug addictions have gone down. Deaths, overdoses have gone down. Criminality has gone down. Uh, and they've funded a lot of this stuff. And you just have to get over yourself and go, I guess some people take opioids every day. And it's kind of not my business. Why? But they have enough psychic pain where that helps them. And if you do it under the supervision of a doctor, they don't sleep on the street under the bridge and steal stuff.
0: Yeah. Keep an eye on that. Oregon, the only state to to really decriminalize, so it's no longer, it's not a felony or a misdemeanor. Uh, and Oregon did that in the last two years. Here in Washington state, We've taken steps towards decriminalizing and also funding more treatment this year. I think to the tune of 141 million dollars. I think for a lot of us, though, we just look around. We still see the tents, we see the RVs. People are still breaking into our cars. The police still aren't coming, and so. But
1: they- we also don't see like thousands of marijuana overdoses uh, now that we've legalized marijuana. Like we don't have. Were you we having
0: thousands of marijuana overdoses before then?
1: No, but the the counter argument to legalizing marijuana was like,
0: "You're it's a gateway
1: drug," and oh my god, it's going to be you know hell's going to rain down on society, and we can't you know the there was a, a a radical opposition that was painting this apocalyptic future if we legalized cannabis. We haven't seen that.
0: Maybe we have though. Like like I I would say like people that I know that are addicts, and, and especially if they're like an opioid addict, or they're a meth addict, or heroin addict, they're an everything addict. You're an everything sure. addict. So who, they were kn- who knows their, who knows what who addict. knows what the gateway was, but but that certainly has been a gateway drug for for like for you, certain elements of society. It sure, you, has. you've
1: taken edibles that help you sleep. Yep. So it's like it's probably pretty nice to be able to go to a dispensary, get a substance that you know is going to help you sleep, and not have to like worry about that. know what the dosage is know what the purity is that's a pretty great thing
0: yeah let's see you on the other side
1: hey mitch weeks joins us here from mitch.loans the sponsor of the show mitch we just did a deal for a client and you've talked about in other spots a 321 buy down he didn't do that but he still got a lower rate than the published rate how did that work Yeah, you can do something called paying points, where you actually pay a certain percentage of your loan, usually less than a percent of your loan. It's not that big a number, but he got the sellers to pay it, and that was great negotiating by both of you. And so the sellers gave him a chunk of money up front that bought down his rate. Market rate's now in about the seven percent range, and they used, you know, fifteen thousand dollars to buy down their rate to a six percent. So for the whole life of this thirty year loan, he gets to pay his loan as if Rates were a 6% when he bought, even if though they it, were a 7 If it drops down lower than that, he can refinance. He absolutely can. He can get out of that loan at any time. There's no prepayment penalty on any of our loans. You can refi, pay it all off if you win the lotto, or just start paying more. And there's an advantage to doing that. And we can talk about that with you, too. All right. So we have a bunch of different strategies to finance a purchase right now. Uh, you can check out Mitch's, Mitch's website at Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron show. Before we get out of here, I'm going to tell you uh, one more time about our life changing event. Before we get to that, though, how about this? Chat GPT. If you don't know what Chat GPT is, uh, it could make you uh, much more probably funnier to a girl or to a guy. I heard a comedian the other day on a podcast using Chat GPT to write one-liners to try to pick up girls. <laughs> It was kind of interesting. Are you using uh, Chat GPT right now? And evidently, uh, evidently, you can now use the chat to discern whether someone's cheating on you or not.
1: Well, so to, to explain what this is, this is artificial intelligence writing platform. And so a bunch of there's been some incredible breakthroughs in artificial intelligence or A.I. And we've seen it with these, you know, digital artists that, you know, pieces of art that can be created. That was a big thing Uh, a month or so ago. I tried it. It was kind of fun to upload your pictures and it creates all these crazy pieces of art with you in it. Uh, This other one is uh, uh, for writing. So what you do is you go to the the A.I. engine and you type in a thing. So what they're worried about is kids are going to cheat at school. And they're trying to implement these anti cheating elements in there. So I could go, I could get assigned a story. I'm a I'm a sophomore in high school and I get assigned a story. You need to write a four page paper on the revolutionary war. So I go to this chat engine, I type in, I need a paper on the revolutionary war and it, it then generates the paper. You take that spruce it up a little bit, add some sentences here or there. And now you turn your paper in and it's in the more, the better you are at the prompts that you put in, the more, thorough the paper's going to be and so the ai goes out and combs through millions of writings on the on the revolutionary war and it writes it it's a it's a it doesn't cop it's not plagiarism that is generating new copy around this concept and so teachers were like oh we need a tool to detect if it was if this writing came from a, a chat bot and so they're trying to develop that it'll be very hard my takeaway on this Which was probably not the norm is I was like, this is a, to me, another proof that the way we do education is wrong. Like if we're going to invest, who cares if a kid, you know, writes that paper or didn't write the paper. That's the, to me, that's the wrong question to answer or to ask. The correct question is what, how do we teach this kid? Because if the, if the scorecard is, I need to write a four-page paper, and there's a technology that lets me do that easier, kids are going to do that. The, so that, to me, is the wrong question. The right question is, how do we take this smart kid who can g- navigate a chatbot, AI, and turn them on to what they actually want to learn? So it, it's it, right now, the education system is like, you're going to jump through these hoops, and then I'm going to catch you if you cheat we're going to make a multiple choice questionnaire and you got to answer it right. We're going to sign you a four page paper and you got to jump through that hoop. And if you jump through enough hoops, we're going to give you a piece of paper that says you, you jump through all the hoops. And instead of going, wow, we have this new technology. It's pretty exciting. How could we inspire kids to actually learn? How could we inspire kids to be passionate about what they're actually passionate about instead of like, how can I make sure they don't, they don't, cheat by jumping through my hoop uh so that was my reaction to it because if you know if you're smart enough if you're smart enough to cheat on this paper that's kind of cool like let's lean into that instead of slapping their hands (laughs) and going bad bad child
0: so think about it differently reframe it
1: i think so like like who cares if you can write a four-page paper on the revolutionary war like seriously have you ever, does that ever come in handy for you in your adult life?
0: <laughs> hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don show. Don't forget, we got a couple seats left and we really do for a life changing event that is coming up. And this life changing event is February 16th. We're looking for people that are looking to buy a home for the first time, maybe a vacation property, uh, or maybe a second home, a second door, which means a second check coming to your mailbox each and every month you always hear about passive income how do you get the passive income how do you snowball your income how what is deferred maintenance how do you add value how do you force appreciation what is depreciation versus appreciation versus cash flow should you buy a property if you can't cash flow it maybe right what is a push yeah what is a push in a property and what is a buy and hold investor we're going to talk about all these things coming up february 16th And I think you're going to walk away feeling like, wow, you know what? I took some action here in 2023. I went to a seminar. I was in a room with like-minded people. got to hang out with Ron and Don and eat some turkey wheels.
1: Yeah, you can sign up at ronanddon.com slash change. There's only a handful of spots still left. Uh, So I hope that if you've been hearing us talk about this, you jump on this opportunity. Ronanddon.com slash change. There's no upsells. There's no charge. Uh, we're not trying to get you into a multi-level marketing scheme. Like this is just us saying we would like to help people change their lives for the better.
0: Yeah. Plus, we're broadcast guys, and people are always amazed at how great looking we are. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah. Like wow, you sounded a lot fatter on the radio. It's true. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don show run slash change. We'll see you at that event, February 16th. For the rest of you who want to get signed up for the newsletter, Ron or I write something each week. We send it out and we only send out something once a week and we don't spam. you. we don't sell the information. Uh, It's just you saying, yeah, I'd like to hear from you guys once a week, either about real estate or maybe some cool things that are happening uh, in your broadcast lives as well. All right ronandoncom slash change anything if you need to sit down with us anytime sitdown.com get signed up for a sit down and we'll have a virtual meeting today head up shoulders back and we'll see you next time it's the ron and don show only on the ron and don radio Network.
1: now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time only 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 only, only on the ron and don radio network